Good morning. And greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today we continue with our sermon series that we're calling Lord Teach Us to Pray. Looking to the words of Jesus and the prayer he gave us as we learn to grow in prayer ourselves. And this is important because I, I pretty firmly believe that everybody, whether a believer or not, has the urge, the innate impulse to pray at some point in life. I think that's why there's that saying, you know, no atheists in a foxhole. And yet I believe also that there is a stark difference between sending good vibes into the universe and coming into the presence of our heavenly father who art in heaven. Coming into the presence of the one true God and coming with confidence because we're his children. We're the ones he has invited to come. And he's promised that he'll listen. And not just that, but that he'll respond. And so in this series, we sit at the feet of Jesus and learn to pray using the words that Jesus taught us, which we know now is the Lord's Prayer. Today we continue this series looking at the petition, give us this day our daily bread. Jesus telling us, teaching us to ask God daily to provide for us the things that we need in this life. And as we start to dig in, uh, I think our text from Deuteronomy is really helpful here as a guide. You see, in the book of Deuteronomy, oftentimes folks will think of it as, um, you know, it's, it's this sort of archaic rule book in the Old Testament. It's just got a bunch of rules in it and a bunch of things that are sort of out of date that we're supposed to do or maybe not, and I'm not really sure. But the reality is that the book of Deuteronomy is God reconfirming and reminding his people of the covenant promise that he has made with them, that he will be their God and they will be his people. That God chose in his great love and mercy and power to pick for himself a people and call them his own and invite all nations to call him father. And so in Deuteronomy, we find God leading his people after 40 years of having been delivered from sin and slavery in Egypt. And they are standing right on the outside of the promised land. It's just across the Jordan River. And they are looking into it to the place that 40 years prior, they walked in and said, we don't believe God will give it to us. And so they wandered for 40 years in the desert as they were being prepared to inherit the thing that God had promised. And so they stand on the outside looking in. And in the book of Deuteronomy, God is reminding the people of his promise and his faithfulness as he is about to lead them into the promised land that they will inherit. And in chapter 8, it says this. It says, it's, it was easy to remember that God was your provider when you had that daily bread, that manna in the desert. It came down from heaven, and each day you were utterly dependent on it. God made water spring from the rocks in the dry desert, and you learned to trust his faithfulness. 
but you're about to enter in a land where you're going to live in abundance. There will be plenty of food. Your wealth will grow. You will build nice houses. You will live in abundance. You will dig copper and iron, valuable metals out of the hills. You're going to have more than you ever need in this land of abundance that I am bringing you into. Sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? God's people in a land of abundance. And he says, when you settle into this land, it says, when you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord for the good land he has given you. It says, don't forget that the abundance of the promised land is no different than the manna in the desert because it's all heavenly provision. Don't forget that all you have is from him and remember to praise and thank him for it. Here's what Luther says in his small catechism about this petition. He says, God indeed gives daily bread to all people, even to all evil people. Now, why'd you have to go there, Luther? But he always does, doesn't he? (laughs) God indeed gives daily bread to all people. But we pray in this petition that he would help us recognize this and that we would receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. You see, when we pray, Lord, give us this day our daily bread, we remember our dependence on him, that everything we have comes from him. We pray that he would open up our eyes to see it, to see him in the little things, the mundane things, the daily things, the things that we take for granted. And when we pray this, we begin to see his grace and provision in the places that it has always been but perhaps in our pride, independence, self-sufficiency, we didn't notice it before. Because it's so easy to get stuck in the trap of thinking, my power, the strength of my hands have produced this for me. And so we pray, Lord, remind us that even that you've given us. This is not a trick question. How often should we pray for daily bread? The the first service was real apprehensive on that one. I even said it wasn't a trick question, but they were hesitant. Daily, it's a daily reminder of our need for God's provision. It grounds us in him, and it gives our pride no place to get a foothold. Because according to Deuteronomy, when we are proud, we forget where our daily bread came from. When we are proud, we forget where it came from. That it wasn't something we earned for ourselves, but something that we receive. And so we should receive it with gratitude. Now, I'm going to call out something that I often see in the church now, and I'm going to do it because it was in me, too, and someone called it out, and I'm real grateful for it. Uh, And so if it touches a nerve, great. (laughs) 
Here, here's what I used to do. You know, somebody would ask me, how can I pray for you, Joe? And then I would tell them about all of the things going on in the lives of people I know. You can pray for this person. You, you know, pray for my cousin. Pray for my aunt or my friend. Uh, and one time, uh, a, a dear brother in Christ said, well, what about you? How can I pray for you? And my response, as it often is to this question, was, I'm doing fine. I don't really need it. And his Holy Spirit response to me was, so you are telling me that you don't need anything from God. Point taken. You see, if you're like me, you have an impulse towards self-sufficiency, towards independence, towards being the self-made man, the self-made woman. And yet I want to say today that that might be an American value, but it is not a biblical one. The biblical value is of radical humility and reliance on our Heavenly Father for each and everything we need. So let's not fool ourselves, church. My prayer for us today is that we would be a family of faith, God's people who never think that we don't need anything from God. Because we do, even our daily bread, because this life is fragile, isn't it? The Bible says it's a vapor in the wind. That its glory is like the flowers of the field that spring up and are beautiful and that they are scorched in the sun and wither. Everyone who lives long enough realizes that none of this is guaranteed. Not even tomorrow, right? And so pray daily. Pray for our daily bread because it reminds us that everything we need comes from the hand of God. And we pray that we would receive it joyfully and with gratitude, not taking it all for granted, but experiencing the joy and the blessing that comes from realizing that we are God's children and he cares for us. And Deuteronomy also says this. It says, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Chapter 8, verse 3. Jesus quotes those words as well. You know, I think that this is actually one of those biblical truths that many people, at least the first half of it, many people come to realize in their lives at some point. Man doesn't live on bread alone. Long hours at work to earn the big paycheck only to feel still kind of empty at the end of the day, like there must be something more. We get the new car we wanted, the phone, the computer, the new thing, and then the shine wears off and we still gotta pay the loan. And we're as unsatisfied with the new as we were with the old. Man does not live on bread alone. This life is more than that. And the truth is that it is only in Christ that we find that which truly satisfies. 
our gospel text. Jesus is speaking to a crowd that has followed him. And he says, very truly, I tell you, it's not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to this world. And the crowd says, sir, always give us that bread. Like, give us the good stuff. They crave the bread that would truly give life. And Jesus responds, I am that bread. I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And Jesus truly does give us this bread. The life of this world, this world that is dead and dying in brokenness and sin. The life of this world is that Jesus gave himself to and for us so that we could be forgiven, healed, and given new life, abundant life, and eternal life. The life of this world is found when it is found in the death and resurrection of Jesus. It's not found anywhere else. We may look for it there, but we'll always be hungry again. And so we pray, give us this day our daily bread. And in doing so, we ask God that God would teach us to receive Christ daily and with thanksgiving. Now in this new year, uh, I've made a, a New Year's resolution with, which I am uh, pursuing with reckless abandon. Um, it's to commit to praying for, with people praying with people more often. And here's why. Here's what I would do. Maybe you do this too. Um, somebody would tell me something, you know, something's going on in our life. Oh, I'm having a struggle at work. And I'll say, I'll pray for you. And then what do I do? Forget to pray for them. I go away and then life goes on and I forget. And so the, the commitment I wanted to make is instead of saying, I will pray for you, saying, can I pray for you right now? I know some of you have already been victim to that. Uh, many more of you will as well. But here's the thing. When Pastor Jim and I were uh, discerning, when we were thinking about how we wanted to start off this new year at St. Timothy's, uh, in, uh, in preaching and sermons, and we zeroed in on this series on the Lord's Prayer. Our hope wasn't that we would just talk about prayer more, but that we would pray more. That we would continue to be and to grow as a praying church, because there is power in prayer. That we would grow in our desire to spend time in the presence of our Heavenly Father together and as individuals speaking and listening. And so as I wrap up today, I'm going to ask for a big leap of faith from all of us. But I believe that God is going to use it to build up this church, to strengthen our fellowship with one another, and to encourage and grow us in faith. As you go today, as you go out and get your coffee on the patio and chat with others, or for some of you, 
as you go through the door that avoids shaking my hand on the way out, and then beeline straight for your car. Sorry if that's personal. (laughs) As you go today, find someone, a brother and sister in Christ right here, and have this conversation with them. I want you to share the answer to this question. What has God given me that I am thankful for? I want you to tell each other. Do it in pairs, do it in a group of people, but share what God has given you that you are grateful for today. And then thank God for it in prayer together. Praise him for it together. The prayer can be short. That's not the rule. It doesn't have to be long. You don't have to use big words. But come into the presence of God together and praise him for the way that he has provided. Now, I know that this may very well be out of some of your comfort zones. Uh, And I am sorry for that, but not really. (laughs) Because, in, in my experience, there are two places where I can always count on God to grow my faith. The first is outside of my comfort zone. Because God has promised that when we step out in faith, he is there with us. And the second is this, anywhere that I come before him in prayer, because God promises to meet me there, to hear me, and to respond. We've been abundantly blessed, brothers and sisters in Christ, by a provider who is faithful. He does not fail. And not only does he provide for us our our daily bread, those material things that we need, he provides the bread of life and he gives it freely. May we recognize it and receive it with thanksgiving. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we need you. May you break down our pride. May you break down that spirit that often lives within us that says, we can do it on our own and we'll come to you when we really need help. Because Lord, we need you every day, daily. And so Lord, we ask today that you would give us this day our daily bread, that we would recognize it and that we would praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.